Welcome back, one and all, to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer, with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. Great to be with you here as we progress towards spring. I promise you it's coming. We've seen some warmer days in recent weeks, not as cold as we saw in January. Some options to get out there in the outdoors, and we're paying close attention to that outdoors calendar. So as you are looking at that and you're thinking about spring, spring turkey hunting is going to be coming to mind. And the deadline for your applications with the North Dakota Game and Fish Department is February 16th. So keep that in mind as you are getting set for spring. Maybe you're getting some tackle ready. Maybe you're tying up some flies. Maybe you're cleaning up that shotgun. Maybe you're even getting it out on those warmer days and patterning it out at the back 40 or your local gun range to make sure that you are in good shape for whatever it is you're going to be pursuing out there on the landscape or on the water when the melt comes and spring settles in across the landscape. But remember, deadline is February 16th for those spring turkeys. And there's a lot of great spring turkey habitat. We're seeing an uptick in tags once again this year, and there are good places to get out there and introduce a new hunter to the pastime of spring turkey hunting. A lot of great habitat remains open, a lot of riparian areas that have some plots or WMAs, places where turkeys hang out in the spring where there is public access. So take advantage of the opportunities that are out there on the landscape and figure out a new sport in the outdoors. Get engaged in something new. Make this spring the opportunity for you to get out there or take someone new with you to explore turkey hunting. And for that reason, we are having Clayton Lank with us. He's a biologist with the National Wild Turkey Federation for the Upper Midwest. He's going to clue us in on all of the positives that are coming forward into this spring and the great habitat initiatives the organization is undertaking in North Dakota and the Upper Plains to make turkey hunting better. That's coming up right after the break. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hey, the deadline for turkey applications here in North Dakota is looming next week on the 16th. And for that reason, we have Clayton Lank with us. He's the district biologist for the National Wild Turkey Federation, doing good work up here on the Upper Plains. Clayton, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you on talking turkeys, talking habitat, and a lot of excitement for NWTF coming up. With the North Dakota Spring Turkey apps coming up next week, a lottery application's got to be in. As you take a look out there, I know it's kind of midwinter still, but how are things looking for turkeys in the Rough Rider State and for turkey hunting? They're looking pretty good. There was some question probably with a lot of the droughts and stuff we had last year, but overall the turkey numbers seem to be doing all right, and there's an actual uh, increase by about 600 and some tags this year compared to last year so those hunter success rates are still up and looking good definitely good to see those increases for folks to get out there and it gives new hunters a chance to get out there where is the best place coming from the eyes of a biologist for a new turkey hunter to get started what should they be looking for for that spring turkey hunt habitat well anywhere out in western north dakota would be easier just because of the the habitat types out there um, a little more conducive to turkeys but if you can find somewhere that has good roost trees has somewhat of an open area for them to, to fly down to and kind of strut around do that sort of stuff those would be kind of the key habitat type things to look for. You, need, you know, they need the roost trees. They need to be able to be in close proximity to some food, uh, whether that be some agricultural fields or, you know, native prairie type fields where they can eat seeds and, and bugs and, and that sort of stuff. So if you can find those types of, of habitats, that would be a good place to start. For beginners, it wouldn't hurt to just ask around, you know, different farmers or whatever. They're out checking their fields all the time. So they usually have a pretty good idea if there's turkeys in that area or not. 
absolutely getting the lay of the land and building those landowner relations. Let's talk about calling. I think for new hunters, it's often a mystery for those who aren't knowledgeable about birds and spring and love being in the air, so to speak, for these toms that are out there. What sets off a tom in spring and what calls should new hunters consider? For toms, it's depending on the style of hunting you're doing. Typically, I like to do kind of the listen in the morning and and listen to them gobbling and then kind of work my way to them and and kind of do the spot and stalk type thing until I feel like I'm close enough. That's just how I like to do it. I would say the best thing to do when you're doing that style of hunting, obviously, they cannot see you and you cannot see them for right up until the very end. So the best thing to do, I would say, would be to maybe YouTube some videos of turkey hunting shows or just turkeys that people video and just really listen and and replicate what sounds are being made and what response those toms have. Usually toms are so riled up in the spring that you'll see on like hunter shows and stuff like that, they'll just use crow calls or like an owl hoot or things like that. Just really any loud noise, they just get a reaction out of. So any any loud noise like that, so you don't have to be necessarily good at hen yelps or anything like that. If, if you can just make like loud crow calls or anything like that, you should at least be able to, to get a, an idea if there's some mature toms around great information there and a lot of good online resources. We're talking with Clayton Lank, district biologist for the National Wild Turkey Federation. Clayton, how about decoys? We see a lot of that fun stuff like you referenced online of Tom's charging down the guy behind a fan. What are some go-tos and recommendations for new hunters if they're considering a, a decoy setup for spring turkey hunting? So I don't think you have to get super carried away with it. The first several years that I went turkey hunting, I just had a foam roll up hen decoy that was probably $15 from you know the local fleet supply store you know it was nothing crazy the biggest thing is you're they're just going for that visual and then they'll kind of come in and, and check it out you know as they get more curious but I typically don't do more than one or two hen decoys and then I'll usually throw out a tom decoy too just because when you have other toms in the area they kind of like to be the boss dog, uh, so to say. So they'll come check out who's meeting with their ladies and they'll come in hopefully close enough to give you a shot. Yeah, that's for sure. They are ultra competitive and you referenced it. They can see a good distance and that strong eyesight of turkeys is something to consider. How important is having a good blind or concealment or having that really good camel in spring turkey hunting? It's definitely a factor. The more covered up you are, you know, I would suggest face masks, wearing gloves, you know, anything to cover up that exposed skin as much as you can. Um, just because they do have such great eyesight, you know, I would say it's comparable to a deer, definitely probably better than, than human eyesight, just because they're, you know, on the ground the majority of their life. It's definitely a key factor in their survival is their eyesight. Having a good blind that gives you some opportunities, or if you can sit still enough, that would be the biggest thing. If you're just sitting like at the base of a tree, you know, your camo doesn't have to be Sitka camo. It doesn't have to be, you know, the top shelf, most expensive stuff you can buy. You can go out there and just uh green sweatshirt or something you know as long as you can kind of blend in with your surroundings as long as you can hold still um, that's the biggest thing because they'll pick up on you moving hand or putting your call down and moving your hand to your gun they'll see that sort of thing so you just need to time your movements maybe when their view is obstructed if they're walking behind a tree or, or facing the other direction that sort of stuff being able to kind of make those movements that are necessary when their vision is obstructed Yeah, great point there. You want to stay as still as possible. Talking with Clayton Link, District Biologist for the National Wild Turkey Federation. On that side of the coin, Clayton, let's talk about some of the recent successes of the organization in North Dakota and the upper Midwest when it comes to habitat and access. What is going on with NWTF and getting those turkey hunters out there? Each year, the 
uh, North Dakota state chapter of NWTF allocate member-generated dollars, um, so from banquets and that sort of stuff, they allocate those types of dollars to Habitat projects, um, whether it be partner projects, like we just approved one this year for some access for the Forest Service in southwestern uh, North Dakota to try to help increase access on some of their properties out there. They had some pretty bad road erosion issues and then have pe- having people skirt around the road and start causing erosion problems, kind of the prairie upland parts of the, the property. So definitely increasing access in those types of regards. But then also the habitat side of it, riparian areas are a big push of ours in both of the Dakotas. So any any opportunity that we get to partner with different folks, whether it be Game and Fish, Forest Service, Fish and Wildlife, whomever, to try to get work done in those riparian areas just from a water quality standpoint, but also a habitat standpoint. You know, from from the turkey aspect, those riparian areas are pretty much where the turkeys are going to be in North Dakota just because of the topography and, and the land uses. But a lot of the projects that we do are focused in those riparian areas and are becoming more and more not just with NWTF, but I would say different organizations just in general. I think water quality is becoming a higher and higher focus as you know the years go on. So being able to tie that to habitat and wildlife, definitely a, a key thing for us. Wrapping up here with Clayton Lank, District Biologist for the National Wild Turkey Federation. Clayton, a big event coming up for you next week. There's a lot of excitement building for the NWTF National Convention in Tennessee, running five days, the 16th through the 20th. What can hunters expect out of that event? There's something for everybody there. You know, whether you're looking to get into turkey hunting or you've been turkey hunting for the last 60 years, you know, there's always stuff there. New stuff, you know, the cutting edge tubes for shotguns or or different shot loads or camo blinds, you name it. um, There's going to be something there for, for somebody. But then not just on the hunting side of it, you know, there are also conservation presentations. I know they'll be doing some topics on invasive species, forest management. Myself and one of my counterparts will actually be talking about our waterways wildlife initiative which is highly focused on those riparian areas like i was mentioning earlier it's a new initiative that that we're rolling out starting this year so uh, we're pretty excited about that it covers 10 states so pretty much the entire great plains region um, of the u.s is what that initiative will cover so i mean lots of different topics there'll be lots of different professionals there from all over the country not just nwtf folks but you know state and federal representatives from from all across the u.s so it'll just be a good place for people to kind of bump elbows with people and and you know maybe get some questions answered or just saying hi that's right it's good to meet fellow hunters and conservationists out there and nwtf does a good job of that with a great online presence where can folks go to learn more about the organization its conservation programs and turkey hunting in general Sure. So our website is nwtf.org. We're actually in the process of rebuilding our website. So I would think in the next couple months, we'll be having a new interface on our website. So it's kind of rolling with the times and, and getting that updated. There's tons of stuff there. You can go on the About tab and click on each individual state in the country. So if you click on North Dakota, it tells you who all the staff are that represent NWTF in North Dakota. And it also shows a bunch of articles that at least mention, you know, whether it's a project that we did in North Dakota or topics that are related to North Dakota in that tab. Yeah, we appreciate NWTF for getting the word out there, working so hard for Habitat and helping keep those turkey populations up. And Clayton, most importantly, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me again.
And so with that, Clayton is off to the National Wild Turkey Federation National Convention out in Tennessee next week. It's good to have that representation, someone looking out for the great turkey habitat and the great turkey hunting we're expecting to see this spring in North Dakota. Check it out, nwtf.org. Find out all you need to know about hunting tactics, where the habitat is, and all of those great projects that NWTF has put on the ground in North Dakota. And if you do, I know I'll see you in our outdoors.